First off, thank you so much for uh, being a part of this. Uh, it's a joy of, for me to, to sit at this table with you. Uh, my wife and I just, uh, we just uh, had a two month old. Mara, if you're watching, shout out to you. Uh, <laughs> but with that, um, as my wife was pregnant, I had all these, uh, all these thoughts about ministry and growing up as a PK and what that meant. And so I, I'm thinking and I'm kind of bargaining and, and talking to God and negotiating with him. And I'm thinking, God, you, you How's got that working for you. <laughs> I said, I said, God, you have you have 12 years in me because once she becomes a teenager, it's it's game over. So use me in these 12 years. And so I, I want I want to hear from you guys what yeah. you, your thoughts are on that, because I know you've experienced that and perhaps you were a PK as well. Um, I, I'd love to hear from you. Yeah, well, um, I, I have two children. One's about to graduate high school in a month. And so uh, we're kind of at the end of that journey of being, you know, everyday parents and raising them. But uh, and then one is a will be a sophomore in high school. Uh, you know, I've been really blessed that the churches that I've been a part of have loved my kids well. Yeah. I, I have not had horror stories. Uh, so really, mine is really how does a pastor do I navigate, you know, church and what I think, you know, how do I how do I talk about my children in the church setting. I think we see that a lot of that with pastors have been dealing with a long time, what everybody now deals with, with social media. Uh, are my children content or are they my children? Yeah. And preacher, preachers mm -hmm. have been having to deal with that for years. And I remember mm -hmm. when I, I first discovered that this was a real challenge and an issue, um, my daughter was fairly young. Uh, and some, during the invitation, a child was misbehaving. They, the family had joined, the, the family was misbehaving. And I told an off the cuff story about my daughter. Just, you know, I'm trying to put everybody at ease, but I get home and my wife lets me know, you have broken your daughter's heart. And I, you know, felt wow. terrible about yeah. it. And uh, we sometimes just don't pay attention to that as pastors. And so I, I got this idea from a friend who's actually a newspaper editor who would write personal columns. He would always ask his kids permission before he used him in a column. Yeah. And then he would pay him a royalty <laughs> if, if he used them. And so I sit my kids down and I, I tell them, hey, I, daddy messed up. And so uh, your life is not content for my sermons without your permission. And so I said, from now on, I'm going to ask your permission before I tell a story about you. You have the right to say no. Uh, so if you don't want that story told, I don't use it. It's daddy's job to find other illustrations. And uh, I said, and if you... Uh, if you, if you agree, and there's no pressure, you can always say no, but if you agree, I'll give you a royalty. And I had to explain what a royalty was. And I said, yeah. five bucks. And uh, my daughter, who's super sensitive, you know, she's like, this sounds like a good deal. And she has told me no many times over the years. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. My son at that age said, dad, you don't have to ask my permission. I'll take the $5. <laughs> <That's> uh, <laughs> and so that's really set a yeah, good tone like though. Yeah. Uh, for, especially from the pulpit. That's yeah. good. I think, um, First, we have three kids. I, I now say we have four because our oldest is married. So we have uh, our daughter and son-in-law live in Dallas, and they're at Park City's Baptist. Uh, we have two sons. Uh, they're both Baylor graduates. They're both living with us right now. Uh, welcome to post-pandemic life. Uh, and we, we like it that way. Like I, most of human history, there were multi-generation families. Right. And missing that, I think that would be great. I think our boys are going to uh, find a tolerance point for that. Um, I think that I'm a preacher's kid, and so is my wife. Mm-hmm. And one of the things uh, that Missy has said about her dad from the time we met is he was the same person in the pulpit and yeah. at our dinner table. Yeah. And if, if you have a church face, um, if you present yourselves differently, like kids don't miss any of that. Mm -hmm. They have an authenticity meter that's off the chart. Absolutely. And so if you're not real, um, then they don't think what 
you do for a living is real and what right. you do for a living is the gospel. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and to Taylor's point, I, I have control over that part of it. What I don't have control over is how is the church going to treat my kids? Mm. Uh, now, I do believe over time churches take on the personality of their pastor. Yeah. Uh, and I absolutely believe your yes. family is your first congregation. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you got to love them first and best. I think if your kids know they come before the church and the church matters, there are going to be times where like you got to be someplace, but they can always get to you. Um, and if you set parameters with leadership to help them know, like you, I need you to love my kids and protect them. The, the upside of, of mm-hmm. ministerial life is my kids have more grandparents, yeah. oh, more yeah. aunts and uncles, more yes. people who know them and love them and celebrate their birthdays than anybody you know. Um, the downside is just that people that are very peripheral to them are mindful of fairly significant stories in their lives. And you just, I don't you, you love them through the balance. Yeah. Well, that's good. So both of those things that you guys have shared, totally agree with that. Uh, one thing, my, my wife, uh, her dad was a pastor for 50 years. And uh, one of the things that when we got married, she was really worried about was, uh, number one, uh, me being at church uh, way too much. Yeah. And so early on, um, we had a discussion where she had the right at any moment to kind of put the card on the table and say, you got to get home more. So uh, gratefully, she's only had to play that a few times, most of the time very early in our marriage. So uh, I've learned my lesson uh, over the years, and I, I think that's been very helpful because she's observed that and, and really knew the, the, the dangers. Uh, the other thing that I never would have thought of was she said, hey, look, our kids are always going to go to church on Sunday morning. Right. You know, they're always going to be part of, you know, Sunday school or whatever kind of thing was happening with student ministry, that kind of a thing. But she said, we have to give our kids autonomy in the extras at church. And if we don't, then I'm afraid we'll raise kids that grow bitter against the Lord in the church. That's right. And I really personally struggled with that because I grew up in church and I was the kid that said yes to everything. I wanted to be at everything that our church ever did. So I couldn't even really envision that. But her experience, she had been at churches that not everything was always great. Yeah. Right. And over the years... It hasn't been much, but there's been a few times where my kids have said, Dad, I really don't want to go to that, or that's going to be lame, or, you know, whatever. And, you know, kind of glance at Joy, and if she gives me the look, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's great. If you don't want to go to it, you don't have to. And I'm really grateful because now um, our oldest son has said that he feels the call to be a pastor, mm-hmm. and uh, he's going to be a senior next year in college. And then our youngest son, who's graduating high school, loves the church, loves the Lord. So both of them have a strong love for the church and for Jesus. And I credit a lot of that to, to Joy's guidance on that particular topic. We, couple of things. We, one of our mantras as parents is we love them the same differently. Yes. Oh, that's good. Because they're, you know, they're, their personalities are different. Um, the other is what we would tell our kids is, I don't want you to ever do something because I'm the pastor and you think right. you're supposed mm-hmm. to do it. Ooh, that's good. Either do it because you love Jesus or don't do it. Um, and that, that puts some onus on them. Right. Like we want you to grow into being disciples, but don't like, there's not a burden on you to make my job work right. <laughs> right. Um, and so the, and then last thing, like we our, our uh, we would tell our kids, it's not my job to make you happy. Yep. Uh, it's my job to make you a responsible grown up who will move out of our house one day. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, 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 if there felt like, if you think you can play mama and daddy against each other, I would tell them like, mama's not leaving. 
Yeah. Like one day you're going to move out, but she's still going to be here. I'm on her side. Right. Uh, And so that we would tell our kids uh, early on, there's no one in the world I love more than you except your mama. Right. And I love your mama more than I love you. Mm. And we did that when my kids uh, are, when our oldest, when Rachel came home from school and she'd had friends who'd been through a divorce. Mm. And so she asked, is that going to happen to me? And the Mm. way we tried to communicate your house is solid. Like our kids never had question about how much we love them. Mm -hmm. So if I love mama more than I love you, that's a high bar. Right. Right. But you have to demonstrate both sides of that. So we we tried to create safety for them, um, uh, some autonomy for them and some accountability for them all at the same time. That's good. I'd like to. I'd like to ask a couple things sure. about what, what each of you mentioned. Um, the balance of tr- you, you mentioned being holistic, being who you are at the pulpit and authentic, being authentic, right? And being who you are uh, at home. And some of that is taking church to home. Right. Uh, and there are pros and cons to that because you're living out your life. You're living out the, what you're saying at the pulpit at home. But at the same time, uh, when does it stop? When do you become dad? How do you manage that? Um, and, and I'll say this uh, just to kind of give you both context. Uh, my dad and I, we would, I, I became a pastor. My, my dad's a pastor. And uh, we would talk about church. And I would always pinpoint the things that we did wrong at church to my dad. And so he always had a, a listening ear. And so that mm-hmm. uh, he valued my opinion and he made me feel like it mattered. Uh, I know at some times it might have hurt him and it might have offended him, but he still made it seem like uh, he valued my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, should uh, a PK be worried about those things or are those the things that should be discussed at yeah, home? Yeah, my first two rules for life and leadership are uh, only the truth can bless you. Uh, and I like to be stupid in small rooms. Um, so if someone is gracious to tell me that when we're doing something wrong in a small room, Uh, I'm really, if they're telling me the truth, I don't care who's telling it to me. And I I always want to hear it from my kids. Sure. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, my, my kids, uh, as young adults have a better vault than most adults. I know they, they have heard half of a conversation on a cell phone, either in the car or somewhere in the house. And they know I can't talk about that. Exactly. And so there are certain conversations when I'll say, or certain times I'll say, I'm going to make a pastoral call. Who are you going to see? I can't tell you. Mm, um, or this is one of those conversations I didn't hear. That's right. <laughs> but, but, but that communicates like, I believe you're capable yeah, you're trustworthy. of keeping a trust. That's like good. that they, they know more about church. They know more about the sausage making than anybody else. <laughs> and I just think, to your point, when you love them well, when you let them see that, what you get are kids who love the Lord and they love the whole of the church. Yes. I think they make great church people as grownups, mm-hmm. but we've mm-hmm. we've given them permission to be that. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, they don't have an idealized vision of church at all. And so, but it's also, that's important for us about being real. We, we know that we're going to encounter church conflict and modeling healthy ways of dealing that for our children. That's just a good life skill in general, uh, you know, we don't need to de- demonize people we're having difficulties with at home. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's especially for kids. Right. There may be ways that I can vent with my wife that I'm not going to vent uh, sure. at all with my kids. But it's okay to sit down with my kids and say, you know, so and so, you know, that we have a disagreement, and here's kind of what it's about. And it's fine to explain those things, but to make sure that you're doing it, it in a way that respects the brother or sister in Christ, because that's modeling. That's good. Yeah. Just, I mean, we ought to, everybody ought to be doing that. But as pastors, if we're not doing that. It definitely hurts our credibility. With and our there's kids. there's a you know there are days where 
uh, and Stephen Covey talks about this as an exercise, and I just always thought it was brilliant. There are days where there was a high conflict event at church or just a really difficult pastoral call when someone was sick or dying or, or had died. And I would park my car, like on the way home, park my car two blocks from home and take a couple minutes and just breathe that out mm. and then ask, how do I want my kids to remember me coming home 20 years from now? Yeah, that's wow. good. And like re yeah. reorient yeah. and reframe for, I need to be super dad. Mm. So you don't bring that home. Right. Otherwise mm -hmm. it's with you everywhere. And, and not every day, mm -hmm. but you can't bring church home every day. Yeah. Uh, Your statement there at, had an old retired pastor in my church, one a former congregation. There was a Baptist retirement home there, so there were all these retired pastors, and uh, pastor in my congregation. And of course, he wasn't from there. All his congregations had been elsewhere, and he's old, and his family's there, and they're taking care of him. And he he pulled me aside one time, and he said, "Just remember this: when you're old and nearing the end, it's not this congregation that's going to be taking care of you. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's your kids, and so keep your relationship with them good. That's good. It's beautiful." Well, thank you.